So, we've been gone forever, but that is yeah. because we both started new jobs that didn't really have set hours, and we had the holidays, and it's been rough, man. It has been really rough. It's I mean, been really tiring, yeah. adjusting to everything, getting through the holidays, getting through, at least on my part, um, my training period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've basically <clears throat> just been trying to figure out what my job even is, because nobody is sure of what to do and the one person on the board who does know what to do is actually the head of the library at the university here so she has like a whole real job she's just a volunteer member of the board so basically for like the first two months of my job i just email her like what should i be doing what do they even need me here for and so now that i've finally pieced together all the stuff that i'm supposed to be doing i know like what it is and now that I know how to use the archive space uh, software, I can actually start making a catalog for my museum, which will be super nice because there's no documentation on anything in there. Got that real nerdy ass job, my dude. I really do. <laughs> um, it's kind of nice. Everybody is like, that would drive me literally crazy. I'm like, I'm sorry. Cleaning collections of old things, sorting them into boxes, and then into bigger boxes, or smaller boxes sometimes, depends, um, and then labeling all of them? It's Virgo Paradise. I was born, <laughs> I was born for this. Sitting in an office in a back hallway that's super dark that nobody comes into unless they announce themselves? Beautiful. I I like jobs where I don't have real bosses or rules. If you can't tell, I'm not, like, great at authority. <laughs> Which is funny, like, a segue into my new position. Um, obviously, not noticing the, the name of the facility I work at. I'm not going to talk about the company that I work for either because it is really local. Mm-hmm. And so, if anybody were to recognize it, I don't want anybody asking about me. I don't want anybody looking me up. Um, it's a lot more private than restaurant work, but essentially, it's a mixture of, like, a correctional environment with mental health and rehabilitation. Yeah. Um, and the only other thing I'll say is that it's nonprofit work, but I've been going through my training period I still have an entire other week of training to go it's interesting work I have really interesting clients and uh I'm tired I'm very tired well also like you're kind of introverted and it's a very social job so like that's definitely an adjustment in your entire energy level yeah but I mean the thing with that is that while I am a pretty introverted person I'm not shy, and I can have conversations with people pretty easily. Um, the only thing is that, like, my battery runs out. But so far, like, I'm not constantly having conversations with clients or my coworkers. So it's just kind of, like, how I felt at the restaurant, really. But it's not nearly as physical. Mm -hmm. 
Like, I think the weight lifting requirement there is, like, 20 pounds, which is nothing. So I'm going to have to get a, a gym membership because I don't want to lose all my arm strength that I've built up after, Girl, like, two years of menial labor. They don't even have a dolly at my job, and I have to move heavy old shit. The gun show is coming back. The gun show. Look at, I'm, I'm getting fucking abs again. Oh, my God. Because I spent all my day, like, picking up and I literally had to go up to the dude who works and I'm like Everett we need a dolly and he's like well if I help you move stuff I'm like you're 75 you're not helping me move anything I'm sorry this stuff is already full of this place is already full of creepy old dead people stuff I don't want it to have a real dead people in it a real dead people like no just been doing a lot of work yeah i'm just learning a lot of like the technical stuff everything else is something like i have to go to training every single month yeah it's interesting it's interesting did you uh did you get to listen to rainy's music sample i did i did i really like it it's very like it's very indie it's very folky it's very rustic yeah it's just like us. Yeah, they did a fantastic job. And for anybody listening, if you're interested in Rainy and their work, um, you can check out Human Petting Zoo. We love Human Petting Spotify. Zoo. Spotify. Yes, we stand Rainy. Yeah, I will be posting all of their information, their bands, and uh, how to contact them in the information section because uh, we're not the only people that they do music sampling for. So if you're looking for somebody to do something like that, uh, I'll make sure that- They're your person. Yeah, they are your person. I just like how we literally stayed at their house for three days and then we spent, you know, the first five episodes or whatever being like, we need theme music. Who should do our theme music? And then suddenly we both were like, um, we know a person that has music on Spotify that we stayed with during the duration of this trip, and we never thought to ask our friends. Sometimes you have, like, a real silly bitch moment, and you just, like, can't unhave it, you know? Yeah, definitely. I was like, wait a second. Rainy. Yeah. As a musician, Rainy is performing at concerts again. You know, Rainy is booking shows. Why don't we ask them to do it? Why don't we ask them? We're like, oh shit, dude, that is an option. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, you know, things fall into place as they fall. I'm trying to be really nice to myself, but it was, we definitely could have solved ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And the headphones thing is working super well, by the way, because I'm not getting any feedback. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Um... Also a dumb bitch moment. We, it's a learning curve. (laughs) I don't have any judgments for us. We didn't even, we, yeah, that's just kind of, I hate to say the words half cocked. I like to say underprepared. You know what I mean? I've always underpacked. I kind of just go with the flow. And then I pack one person with me to tell me not to burn Yellowstone down. That is I. Mm-hmm. What? You like the, the Twitter post that I just saw. I haven't been on Twitter. I haven't posted. Just because, I don't know, that's that's not my field of work. 
but um, I noticed like, oh, my, what, what did it say? My saint? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it said my personal saint and guardian. Yes, that is I. Yeah, yeah. The, I have some authority then. Yeah, some essential things to pack when you go on a road trip are like wool socks, enough pairs of underwear, and a Gemini. Always yes. pack a Gemini. Everybody is under the assumption that Virgos are organized. No, no, no. We're pure chaos. You're organized with the things that matter to you or the things that you need to think about in the immediate future. But if it's neither of those, it's just not happening. I mean, my spice rack is immaculate, but I never put away my clothes. So that's true. It'd be like that sometimes. It really do be like that. I just had to take a moment to look around my room and I was like, you know, I'm a mess. I'm truly a mess. So we're going to discuss the... Oh, wait. I'm Jordan Marika and this is Amari McGowan and this is Rambler. Absolutely. We, anyways, it's been a long month, y'all. We've honestly been so busy that we really haven't talked to one another either. No, I made her call me the other day because we hadn't spoken in like three weeks, which by the way is very unusual for us. And I was like, fuck recording. I just like want to talk to you while I chop all these vegetables for dinner. So You're, you're a liar. You weren't chopping any vegetables for dinner. You were I wasn't, uh, sanding a silicone butt plug. I was sanding. It actually isn't silicone. It's crafter's resin. Well, either way, you're a liar. You're a filthy, dirty liar. It wasn't vegetables. It was a butt plug. And I was organizing... It's a decorative art Yeah, it's a decorative art piece. And I talked about being stressed at this new job. And yeah. And uh, emptied my bookshelves. <sighs> yep. This is who we are as people. But what's funny is that because we did it this way, I'm still going to be able to release it on Monday, which is going to put us back on our normal schedule, which after this, now that you actually have, like, set work hours, because I remember the first couple of weeks they kept, like, switching you around. Well, I don't know if I told you, but they still, like, switched me around. I'm doing 9 to 5 this week, and then finally the week after, I'm going to be doing my second shift. (sighs) But that means that I'll get one more weekend to myself which is unheard of and it's going to be the last weekend I'll have for the foreseeable future yeah which nothing that I'm not used to oh yeah I need to send you the dates for that wedding in Chicago in April yes um but it's pretty far off so I'll literally like text it to you right after this yeah so then you can request it off like a full almost three months ahead of time Life is rough. Being an adult is rough. Having responsibilities, it's rough. Thanks, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Hate and I it. don't know what to do. Just, I guess we just gotta. Honestly, is that is that what it is? is do you, is adulthood just trial and error? You're just faking it until you reach a place where you feel comfortable with the knowledge that you have? Um. Or are you never comfortable? 
I don't think you're ever comfortable, and I don't necessarily think that that's a bad. So many people. I'll have a conversation with you in about 20, 20 more years, and we'll see where we stand then. If I'm still standing, 20 <laughs> years is an awful long time for somebody like me. I had to stop myself. I was going to say, for a dumbass? <laughs> <laughs> okay, drag me then. I'm just a tiny bit reckless, and it doesn't get any better the older I get. Yeah, it will. <laughs> because if you live that long, you'll be like, I did this that one time, and I survived, but uh, perhaps I'm... I'll save that for another day. A scythe fell off my work at wall. My wall, my work at wall. My wall at work. And gave me... <laughs> Dude, it almost got your fucking jugular. <laughs> <laughs> it was a tiny cut, alright? It's like a tiny little paper cut. It's not You probably, big, you probably had a moment where you were like, that could have been real bad, real quick. The good news is, is that it was kind of my... It wasn't actually my fault. It fell off the wall because there was a screw loose... But I caught it with my arm like that. It's just because of the way, because it was a mowing scythe, not a wheat scythe. And they're shaped differently, for those of you who don't know anything about 200-year-old tools. Um, and I caught it, but because I freaked out a little bit, I forgot that scythes curve. And I literally, like, smacked it away from me because I didn't want it to fall and chop oh, off my head. <laughs> and then it was, like... The very tiny littlest part at the very end is what got me. It was like God was warning you. I I don't think God was warning me. I think that nothing in my museum is properly put together. I think the soul inside the scythe was like, don't fuck with me. Or it was like, please take me off of this wall because someone's going to steal me and walk away with me because we don't keep track of anything. <laughs> I can't. I can't deal with you. So we are discussing the Pacific Northwest. Pacific Northwest. Yeah. So basically, just Washington and Oregon. Yeah. Well, also because yeah. we straight up skipped California because we looked at gas prices and we were like, uh, oh, absolutely no. not. Absolutely it was so hard out there. I was like, not. coming from the Midwest, where gas right now is like. I don't know, like two sixty anywhere from like two two thirty to like two eighty. It's two thirty four here. I don't know. I don't buy standard gas because I have an older car, so I buy the premium. Oh, me too. I get the eighty nine. Yeah. So if I'm just like looking around, I'm like, oh my god, and then under three dollars, it's like four dollars, three four dollars, and you're like, uh, excuse me. Thank goodness the pony is really good on gas because we never... Blessed be the fruit. Blessed. Honestly, sometimes when I'm anxious, I just go sit in the car and I'm like, all right. Meditate. I, I could just drive away. The tent is in the back, you know? The tent's still here. The tent cups are still here. I can live on this. Mm -hmm. I don't need a stove. I don't need anything. I've kept our kitchen packed in the same thing. I haven't taken Stop it out. Tempting me. I keep the kitchen ready to go. I just took the cast iron pan out, though, because I still use it to cook at home. But I can put it back in. I don't need you tempting me. I just can't wait to go to Alaska every day. I'm like, mm. Getting closer, getting closer, getting that Alaska money. I getting think... That, getting yeah. that PTO. Yes. I think we need to go 
at the beginning of August or within the first two weeks so that one we have a chance to get out there and stop and see everybody that we want to and it's cold I'll be honest with you it's cold as fuck it's cool as fuck bro well here's the problem got the two C's cool and cold we're both gonna be like wow why don't we go home but remember how the last time we were in the Pacific Northwest we legitimately almost didn't leave we really we really played ourselves with Cape Lookout we did we got there, how, how long did we stay? We Two stayed days? four nights. Did we? We, we stayed, were there for a while. Yeah, we stayed four full days there. We slept three nights, but we stayed four full days. We literally drove out because we were like, um, if we have to drive through the mountains here in the middle of the night, that's not going to be any fucking fun at all. So we left begrudgingly as the sun was setting after we stopped in Portland. We went to Tillamook. Yeah, we went to Tillamook. The ice cream was pretty I good. Just remembered that. I just remembered, like, I was in the grocery store recently, and it was like, oh, you know, like Tillamook ice cream, and I was like, I've been there. Mm-hmm. I've been there. We know those cows. I met a cow. Did I you? Met a couple cows. What are their names? I don't know. I didn't ask. How rude of me. <laughs> we just skipped right over Washington, though. Washington was kind of. We uneventful. Washington was uneventful mostly because we were so exhausted by the time that we got there that we didn't stop anywhere. We were like gonna stop in Spokane and then go hiking and venturing around there. But after we got out of the fucking dredge that was the Midwest and we froze our asses off in the basin of Yellowstone and slept two nights in the car, we were just so tired. We were like, no, we're going all the way to Olympia today so we can sleep in a house and take a shower. I think we got there, it was probably closer to two in the morning. Yeah, we literally rolled in and I was like, hey, like if you can't let us in, we're just gonna sleep in the car in front of your house because we don't wanna bother anybody. But the fact of the matter is, is we were done for a hot second. We were like so greasy. Cranky and tired and hungry. Yeah. And sleepy. Yeah, we were both in a mood. Well, also, we had eaten about nothing except for pumpkin seeds and granola for three days or so. And, oh my god, my jaw was so strong. Yeah. Yeah. So when we finally got there, it was like, it was just, it was a culture shock, I have to say. Which is really interesting because one thing that you don't think of when you're traveling around the U.S. is just how big the U.S. is and how every place has its own culture and then every place has its own subculture so going from the midwest having never been out west before yeah i was like what is happening here olympia was interesting olympia is a cool town but neither one of us are really town people per se no because it's kind of like kent yeah anyway, actually that's a lie i'd say that Oregon is more like Kent, but Olympia is kind of there. Yeah, I think we both liked Eugene a little bit more, Um, because it seemed like in Olympia it was a lot of walking, but there wasn't actually anything to do. Yes. And so it was a lot of up and down the hills, and me and you were already exhausted from running around everywhere on the face of the earth. 
But then we got there and we were like, okay, we'll spend some town, time doing town stuff, like looking at shops. But there are like restaurants in a couple shops. But for the most part, like Olympia is weirdly empty. Yes. Like it has people in it, but business wise. We got to see seals. We did get to see seals. I think that was the highlight is just seeing seals playing in like one of the bays down there. I was like, well, you know. Worth it. This is interesting. This is really worth it. We did a lot of walking. We did a lot of uphill walking. My my whole body was like, did you not just sleep in the coldest place on earth? <laughs> did you not just do that? Now you're gonna Why are you doing up. this? Now you're now you're walking? Now you're gonna run uphill in the cold? Uphill? Huh? For real? In this economy? With those short uh, little leggies? In front of the salad? <laughs> Speaking of salads, <laughs> but actually not. They actually do have some really good vegan food out there. If you are yeah. looking for vegetarian or vegan options that aren't like strictly salads, but also like I had what the hell did I have? I had uh I think I had we both had a fried and chicken waffles. sandwich yeah we had, I had but I had like vegan vegan chicken, chicken and waffles yeah. that was really really good yeah yeah the food in Olympia the place that we went was super good uh I'll have to find a name of that place I'll ask Rainy and uh, put that up too so if anybody else visits they can go there um really good really cozy um but heads up there if you're really sensitive like if you're if you're straight edge you're sensitive about being around like alcohol especially early in the morning or you're really sensitive to people smoking around you it's not the place to be yeah like there's a huge day drinking culture at least from what we saw from our experience and there were a lot of people and it wasn't just the place we went to like other people were in restaurants like straight up slamming beers yeah we were like like, it is 10 o'clock in the morning we were up before 11 we were out walking around before 11 and there were people outside you know having their craft beers having a lot of cigarettes it wasn't even a mimosa or a bloody mary it was straight up beers they were like all right we fell asleep with beers and cigs in our hands on our friend's porch last night we gonna wake up and do it again and it looks like they've been doing it every day for their whole lives you know they've been waking and waking up with a cig and a beer in their hands since the day they turned 21 Honestly. They ain't skipped no a single mimosas, day. No mimosas, no orange juice, no grapefruit mimosas, no Bloody Marys. They said, mm. no, I want my craft beer. I want the shit on tap. Pass it over here. Jeez. And we were like, this is wild. It truly is. Especially because, like, you and I would drink a beer occasionally at a campsite, but neither one of us are even really big and indulging, so... No, that's definitely not a lifestyle thing for us, and it's definitely not a lifestyle thing for noon. Um, and we actually did have to like move around and leave a couple outdoor areas just because people were smoking so much. Yeah. And I hate to be one of those people who's like, maybe just be like a little tiny bit courteous, but maybe just be a little tiny bit courteous. Yes. So if that's something you're just not about then perhaps olympia isn't the place it's also not the most diverse area either yeah let's just be honest about the pacific northwest it's full of nazis and proud boys which are the same and i mean like but there is a really big alternative culture out there too 
So I'd say that you wouldn't feel out of place if you're walking around and you're covered in tattoos or something like that. Oh yeah, it's a pretty punk town. Yeah. Which was nice, too. You know, to not have people, like, stop you and be like, oh yeah, I like that that goat on your arm. And you're like, thanks, do I know you? Yeah. Yeah. Which happens a lot in Kent. Yes, it does. Yeah, so it does. It's like, oh, hey, I like that. And I'm like, thank you. Uh, I'm going I'm going to get a coffee. Leave me be. Yeah. But if I hear about fucking Caitlin Bennett one more single again. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of Caitlin Bennett today, I saw that picture of her. She had a massive shit she at did. that frat party. She That's got- a huge shit. She soiled herself, and uh, there's no other way to describe it, because... I saw it today. We were talking about her last night. We were talking about her today. Um, like, in a, like, not discussing her politics. Nobody cares in Kent other than making fun of this girl. Nobody cares and She shows up on campus, and we're all like, oh, it's that weird bitch again, you know? Yeah, that we've all had an encounter with on campus literally everybody like but it's so funny because online people take her so seriously but where she is now like she's a nobody she's openly mocked and that's why she can't get a serious interview from anybody which is like what i keep telling people is like if you would just ignore her she's literally gonna go away she's doing this for the attention and if you just took the approach of kent and stopped giving a fuck she'd go away and she's not even relevant anymore. Milo Yiannopoulos is no longer relevant. Tommy Laren is no longer relevant. Caitlin Bennett is no longer relevant. White people you are just not that? relevant. True. <laughs> Especially white right-wing individuals. Like, especially, like, especially Caitlin. Nobody cares. But and that picture, if you haven't seen it, it's really funny. It's really gross, though. It is so very be gross. Warned. It's I, really gross. It's a it's a lot. It it's is a lot of shit. You know, if she wasn't the worst, I'd probably actually be concerned for her because that's too much. Like she like when people say she's full of shit, she literally it's like is somebody full of shit. she's it's like somebody like rolled her up like a toothpaste. Dude, I'm just, I was looking at it, and I was like, did somebody take a shit on her? Did a couple people take a shit It's a There's lot. No it's way. a lot extra. There's no way that came out of one person. Just all she eat is over, is like. Was she on the carnivore diet or something was like she, that? Did she only eat oatmeal Lord. and beer? My lord. <laughs> it's so much. <laughs> And it's so sad, too, because, like, on the Wikipedia page, it says she's known for pooping her pants at a frat party. She's not even wearing pants, dude. She's wearing an uber-short dress that is rolled up by the sheer amount of shit that came out of that body. That poor girl didn't even have no panties on to catch any of it. No, she (gasps) didn't have pants to catch it. It all came out. And I say poor girl mostly because she's broke (laughs) and don't nobody like her. But like, of course she has several inches of split ends on top of shedding herself. Poor thing. 
It's not a good look. Not a good look, honey. And the thing is, is she won't take... I don't love that for you. No, she just, like, won't take the L, you know? She just won't be like, okay, it's really embarrassing to have people always show me covered in my own shit. But she just won't fucking retreat and save her dignity, you know what I mean? Like, at some point, you really gotta just do damage control. Like, how is your mama not embarrassed of you? And she's not, she won't even deny it either. I watched an interview where she's talking to the Yeah, I shit Mustafa, myself. I did it and, for America. And, and, <laughs> and Mustafa was like, now the real question is, did you or did you not shit yourself at a front party? And she's like, why are we talking about that, honey? Why are you not? Why are you just saying, like, why are you not saying okay and and then moving on not why are we why are we talking about this he's gonna roast you dude you're walking right into the flame if someone got a picture of me at that one kent halloween dressed up as a fairy (laughs) drunkenly screaming and getting carried out of the zephyr while throwing gold glitter i would just be like i plead the fifth you know i (laughs) i don't remember that night i can't feel guilty about it i was fucked up I was real fucked up. If somebody was like, you threw glitter in my eye and it scratched my cornea, <laughs> I'd be like, I bet you I did. Party Jordan is a different level. I don't know. You put glitter on me and some fairy wings, we're about to get turned. <laughs> but you didn't have three people worth of shit coming out of your ass either. No. No, I didn't because... Because I just, you know, I get silly, I get ridiculous, but shitting on yourself in public is another level. This is why we're called Rambler, because I honestly don't even remember what we were talking about. We were talking about Olympia and... Oh, yes, yes. Um, Honestly, dude, like, if you have a shit that big, you need to call a doctor. (laughs) We're both really concerned about her intestinal issues. (laughs) Like, I don't care what the copay is. If you gotta go to the emergency room and pay like two fifty, I'd say it's worth it. It wasn't even diarrhea. You need to go to the student health center. And I never even <laughs> went in need there. To see somebody. Someone, anybody. I guess it's a funny picture because I really don't like her and it's nice to see somebody so embarrassed. Well, it's also but nice also, to see like, someone so who deserves life. to be embarrassed be embarrassed. Like she has she is not ashamed of herself at all. Dude, her that shit was longer than her gun. <laughs> that's the real heat she's packing. That's the real that's the real heat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyways. So we I'm crying. <laughs> I know it's running down my face. Ooh. I had to take a lap on that one. She's gone. She disappeared. (laughs) She laughed so hard she actual projected. I laughed so hard I blew my own little leggies back on this fucking wheelchair. (laughs) And just boot scooted over there. Oh my god. Oh lord, Jesus. I gotta contain myself. You know who couldn't contain herself?
good. Dude, I swear, if that was actually in the toilet, it would have filled it. It would have touched her asshole. <laughs> okay. Okay, it's enough. I got it. I know. I think that. that. I think we've finally shaken it out because we've been waiting. You know. <laughs> gotta gotta reel it back in. Yeah. Okay. So. something that's not as funny the prices of the used gear exchanges dude no don't go to olympia no. if you're trying to find any sort of gear any sort of used gear oh yeah so that was the thing you may as well pay full price so that Thrifting, was the thing is may as well pay full price. you might as well have paid full price one two we uh made the mistake of not packing enough warm things and we forgot that fall comes very much sooner as far north as we were yes so we went to a gear exchange to try to get used sleeping bags you in particular because i had an insulated you had no insulation you had the equivalent of a very cute comforter okay so what i had was have because it's still in the closet is a really old sleeping bag that is basically a double layered quilt with a zipper on one side and i was like it's really is, comfortable it's super comfortable and the bitch thought she was tougher than she was we learned a lot yeah i mean thinking about how cold it was is already making my tits hard you know what i mean like it was so cold that not just the nipples the whole tent the whole it's just the whole goddamn the whole tickle bitty what is that quote from mean girls they're they're hard as rocks talking about that no never watched mean girls i've watched it but i don't remember it whatever (laughs) hard as rocks whole titty though yeah my whole titty it was that was very it was cold it was very cold it was and honestly way too stubborn to just take the l go back to the car sleep in the car because it was so cold we were afraid to get out of the sleeping bags we were like it's cold in the sleeping bags but i know if i drop this mug it's gonna be worse 100 percent. so we literally i like that we turned away from each other and we didn't speak we just knew Nothing. not a word we not just a- knew we was awake in the middle of the night freezing our asses off staring into the night like mm. Mm. <clears throat> Well, I don't even know about you, but I wasn't turned away staring into the night. I was tucked down in a ball into the bottom of the sleeping bag. And mind you, we're talking about Yellowstone because we literally went from Yellowstone straight to Olympia. We drove one day. 16 hours. Yes. Straight there. And, oh, y'all, the look on Amari's face when we were coming down out of the mountains out of Iowa into Spokane off of 90... The look on your face. I felt so bad. So here's the thing. Amari and I are, one, both gay, and two, have both been traumatized by things that happened in cars, which is hilarious considering that we decided to get in one and live in it for a month. Um, We had some struggles, but the way that we worked it out is I actually don't mind city driving so much, and Amari doesn't actually mind mountain driving so much. And so we tried to 
swap as much as we could so that Amari didn't have to confront large amounts of traffic and I didn't have to drive down cliffs. But the thing is, is they both happened at the same goddamn time. Not fun. And here we were, completely useless, and Amari just kept looking at me with her eyes super wide. I can't even make the face you were making. And I was busy freaking out because we were going down a complete angle. And we were just looking at each other like, we're going to be fine. Idaho was a bunch of bullshit. That's why we didn't stop there. Idaho is really pretty. Mm -hmm. Idaho is also really scary. And all the driving is straight downhill because we had done... I wouldn't, maybe like a, I wouldn't say a significant portion of it on autopilot, but um, we tried it on autopilot, and it was not cool. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is and that... the lanes were constantly changing. Yeah. From, like, two, three lanes down to a single lane, two, three lanes down to a single lane, and we're going literally at an incline. 75 miles per hour. Yeah, not cool. Nope not fun i don't have that shit to do thanks i hate it fucking hated it but in spokane not fun so many one-way streets we got lost multiple times trying to look for a single coffee shop oh and I yeah didn't even drink coffee no we didn't even remember because we, we were so frustrated in spokane was it the dutch brothers yeah uh no we drove outside of town because there's a dutch brothers off of the fucking highway yes. and i was like yes let's get the fuck out of here and I'll just get coffee later because we need to make it to Olympia or I'm going to scream at the top of my lungs. We literally pulled into a Starbucks parking lot, we switched off, and then you were still pissed. You were like, this is, what is happening? And I'm like, I don't know, there are one-way streets everywhere. We were both, at that point, just exhausted. Uh, So we were really, honestly... Rainy and Steve are the best because we kept being like, no, we'll leave tomorrow. And then we ended up staying three nights because we were so exhausted. We just had to. But then eventually we got so sick of being in the city that we were both like, you know, we want to go back to the woods. Mm-hmm. Because living in the woods is a lot easier than living in town. You and I both agree on that, which is both dangerous and a good thing, because it means that we didn't really argue about where we spent our time while we were traveling, and I know that sometimes when people travel, some folks are more interested in, like, stopping and seeing cities. You and I are interested in going to see the bookstores, but then after that, we don't care. Yeah. Um, And there were very few memorable bookstores. There was one really good one in Eugene. We'll have to ask Bray about what it was. Yeah, that was a really good one. They had a... uh, Eugene definitely had, like, some more things to walk around and explore, which I appreciated because it was nice to just take, like, a nice flat walk that didn't include running up or down a mountain for a hot second. Yeah, burning burning thighs. Yeah. Lots of roundabouts. Lots of roundabouts. So many roundabouts. They love their roundabouts. They love them. And I don't. Not a fan. You don't really see a whole lot of them here in the Midwest. Uh, they're starting to put them in more around y'all, but we don't even use turn signals in Kentucky, so. <laughs> Kentucky? Nah, brah. But the gear exchanges, not fun. Um, there's a lot of vintage mm-hmm. thrift stores in there, but once again, if you want to pay full price, you may as well go. And a lot of it is like, one of the stores that we went into was divided and like eras yeah can i just make a note for the white hipsters who might possibly listen there is a difference between thrifting and consignment okay a consignment store has slightly nicer clothes than a thrift store 
they tend to be the ones that are like fancy and a thrift store is a place I can go to find a t-shirt for $3 because I need it. You bitches need to stop conflating the two. Because if I see the word thrift store, I'm thinking real thrift store. And if I go in there and I have to see something over $15, I'm going to be incensed. Yes. So needless to say, we didn't buy anything. And Olympia, other than food. Yeah, we bought food. And then we took off. We bought food, had a lot of tea. Yeah. But for the most our friends, we got to meet some really cool roommates that were very memorable. Um, My favorite sticker that I've ever seen was, Mm -hmm. don't let the cops in, don't let the cats out. It was on their door. Perfect. Really interesting people out there. Yeah, I know. I was really glad that we got to go visit Rini. Uh, That's one of my favorite parts about going to go out and travel is that I get to meet folks who I've been talking to for a long time. And I get to visit people who have, like, gone off and had their own life adventures. And I feel like a lot of folks don't maintain relationships after college. And then they end up only knowing the person they're dating or married to. And I just, like, can't live that life. So I try to maintain my friendships and develop new ones even as I get older. So it's nice that, uh, it's nice that other people are down enough with that to let me crash on their couch. And it's important, too, because if you maintain the friendships from childhood if you're able to or even just from college when other people move to different places you always have a place to stay you always have a home away from home and also i always like having a point person you know if anywhere i go i like being able to say oh i know somebody there you know the best thing about olympia what getting rid of that fucking sewing machine (laughs) okay so i had this really old really awesome very large sewing machine that heavy heavy, that my friend Rainey wanted because they make a lot of jackets out of leather and things like that and they needed something that was heavy enough to get a needle through it and a lot of newer sewing machines are made out of plastic and have shit parts so they're just not as good at doing that type of thing this sewing machine on the other hand was made for that so we drove it across the entire country and I don't know why you're complaining so much because I always slept with it on my side I'm, it's just, it was so inconvenient. It was always in the way. And when we needed to pack up real fast and make a getaway, it was like, it could sense that we needed to hurry. And it got heavier. And and it got heavier. It made itself a known presence in my life for as long as we were in that car before Olympia. And when we finally got rid of it, it was like this burden had been lifted from my soul no it was kind of nice because rearranging the car was a lot simpler because it was heavier it was like just as heavy as our bag full of both of our clothes and we didn't realize how much space it had actually been taking up until it was gone we were like wow we've got like like a quarter space well that's a lot (laughs) yeah but But it was more room for you to stretch out your long ass legs while i curled up into a ball yes i'm just just a long boy and I'm not even that I'm not even that tall I'm like five foot seven but that's huge it's slightly above average I'm also only five feet tall y'all so my scale is different I'm just I got those long leggies yeah well the other thing is that we what was super nice about being in a I know this is going to sound so silly, but we got to wash all our laundry, and I really wanted oh, to. We got to take showers. Oh, woo, doggy, the shower. You know what, You know what though? We did forget the conditioner at Rainey's. 
Yeah, we left. No, we left the mane and tail at in Eugene. Actually, I remember because I'm the oh, one who did that. Yes. You don't even have to take credit for it because the thing is, is so we uh, we don't have to talk about Olympia anymore because those are the things that we did in Olympia. And honestly, I was more excited about washing the laundry than anything else. Yeah, laundry. Laundry. Because we are pretty much out of clothes, rewearing the same stuff. We were nasty. We were dusty. We were dirty. We were hand washing our underwear. It was it was rough times. We were taking uh, baby wipe baths. Mm-hmm. I think I got some some cucumber and green tea wipes. Yeah. Well, we ain't just about to be out here totally dusty. There's essentials that you gotta keep clean. Those are the rules. I don't want to. But we were smell. still gross. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. The fact of the matter, I think I shaved my legs for the first time in Olympia. Oh, I didn't even bother. I was just busy. You see, you had shaved before we left. That's I true. I did not. But we definitely did the laundry. We had a nice kettle. We had a lot of tea. We had a lot of coffee. There was a cat. You were excited about that cat. She was not very nice, but I loved her nonetheless. You only like the feral ones. I truly do. I like the challenge. You like the ones that are going to bite the shit out of you. She was very curious, and she was never mean to me, but she was mean to everybody else. And it was fun because we got to see, and we got to see two cats today, or you know. Oh yeah, that's right. Because when we so basically what we did is from there we drove right to Portland, and we just hung out in Portland. We basically just did a day trip so that Portland I could. Portland was not fun. Neither one of us are fans of Portland. Portland was not fun. I had something in mind that I was going to be able to see. Like I don't know. I don't even know what I had in mind, but Portland did not live up to any of the expectations that I had in my daydream. Well, also, it's 99% white, and it's super expensive. It's really, really, really crowded. Traffic is bad. And because of the massive amount of gentrification, there's, like, a lot of houseless people, but also a lot of that really shitty architecture going in to disenfranchise houseless people. So I was just pissed to be there anyways because I was like... What's the point of this town? Like, y'all already made it. And, like, we saw cyclists, but I don't know if from the bit of Portland that we saw, if I would really call it, like, cyclist-friendly. It seems like there's a lot of cyclists, but it's not very well laid out to make it particularly safe. There's a lot of corners. There's a lot of blind spots. Um, I And there are just flat out a lot of cars. I think the most interesting thing is that they have city compost. I was excited about that. That's that's pretty tight. That's pretty tight, I will agree. But we were just walking along and we saw a lot of people, um, like, camped out in vans. Yeah. Like, that's the thing, right? That's part of the culture shock that I experienced out there was that there is, like, there are a lot of houseless people out there, right? Mm-hmm. Just because it's so expensive, people are driven out of areas because of gentrification. But on top of that, there's also, like, a lot of voluntary, like, houselessness out there. Yeah. A lot like of people the- just kind of living on the street because that's what they want to do. Like, it's like a culture. Yeah. Which what is- did Scotty call that? Oogles. Fucking oogles. oogles. Fucking oogles. Shout out to Scotty, though. They're always... A lot of oogles are people LARPing at being poor, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, it's like really... 
countercultural. So some of it, I I think we were grabbing burgers yeah. in Eugene, actually, and I was like, you know, like I don't want to be weird about it, but I'm just kind of confused, like who's actually like poor and who out here is actually just like chilling on the street and just skateboarding and playing guitar you know because they want to yeah but also <clears throat> i grew up in poverty so i don't have to do it for fun no yeah i don't uh don't have to i don't have to try mood <laughs> hard mood eugene fun coffee shops yeah fun bookshops there was really a walkable farmer's market that was happening and the i it happens almost every day of the week, too. Like, it's a full farmer's market almost every day of the week. Uh, one of the things that they do in Oregon that I really appreciate that Oregon started doing, I believe Oregon and New York City and Ithaca, New York, started doing before anybody else is they accept EBT. And uh, I think they also do WIC. If the thing's on your WIC card, you can get tokens for that to do it at your farmer's market, which is nice because it means that even though a lot of these things like gentrification are happening, that somebody considered accessibility to food for poor people. Now all they have to do is put some rent caps in place or something. One more thing about Portland, though. Tower of Tea, lots of fun. We love it. Tea lover, if you can't have caffeine from coffee beans like me, because for some reason, like, coffee just gets me way too hype and then makes me really depressed. But, you know, the slow release of caffeine through tea leaves... Huge selection, lots of fun, great staff, really, you know, like, aesthetic atmosphere. Yeah. It's a, it's a nice place to chill. They've got some nice desserts. Yeah. Definitely would go back. Yeah. It's nice to visit. Uh, I'm glad that we ended up staying, uh, at Cape Hope rather than trying to, because originally both of us had like kind of I had kind of considered and put back some extra money just in case I wanted to last minute get us like a hotel or an Airbnb or something if we needed it but in the end we were so content with just bouncing around state and national parks that we ended up camping all the time Um, pretty much when we were able to we we either stayed with somebody or we uh just kind of camped out and lived off of firewood yeah, but uh, Oregon is one of the only places that is actively trying to combat the, the issues that are now becoming a bigger problem as a result of colonialism. I'm not going to beat around the bush and say that there's ever any other reason for uh, global warming because, you know, the violence of the capitalist machine is why a place like Oregon has had a continual drought off and on for almost three years now and why they're having way bigger wildfires. Um, A lot of people are going to be like, well, wildfires are natural and indigenous people set their own too. Yeah, but those were planned. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when lightning accidentally hits the ground and sets the whole coast on fire oh definitely saw one of those oh shit yeah because when we were driving away we forgot about that no when we were driving out of oregon a fire caught like lightning literally struck the ground and a fire caught behind us as we were driving away it's like not like a small fire no it was immediately huge well because 
I would have pulled over and run over and stomped it out had it just been like a tiny fire, but it no, that shit fire. went the fuck up. It was a, like, I was like, bro, bro, like, it's on fire. It's and I was like, fire. I look back, I was like, well, well, fuck. As we're driving up, we're, we slept at a rest stop that night, but as we're like driving up, driving through, it's just like getting bigger and bigger, and we're like, holy shit. Yeah, there was a haze in the air by the time we made it to the place that we stopped to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, that was wild. I completely forgot about that. That was like one of the highlights of my trip. Yeah, that was scary. It was scary. That's why it's a highlight. Yeah. Cape Lookout was so good, though. We truly almost decided to spend the rest of our lives there. We kept making jokes the entire time. Like, we could just turn around and go back. We don't have to go back. We said that until we said that until we drove very slowly out of Oregon. It took us a full day. It took us a while. It took us a full day to get to Nevada for no goddamn reason other than we just didn't want to go. And then, and then right before we got to the state line, we were like, we could just turn around. We really could. We stopped someplace to get, I had a really, really good London Fog. Yeah. You had a really, that place, I can't even remember. I had a called. mocha. It starts with a V, I think. It was like a little drive up spot. Yeah. So good. We got there and we're like, you mentioned, um, what did you even say? You said that there was like a library or something nearby that mm-hmm. Tyler could transfer to and we could all move in together. We we nearly never left. Mm-hmm. We yeah. were right on the cusp. The thing is, is I, uh, the Pacific Northwest was the last part of the country I had not been to yet. Time I go there, I'm a single step closer to never fucking leaving. Never. Ever. They have the best of all worlds. There are mountains, the ocean, there's lakes, and there's a lot of pine trees. It's heaven. And lots I just want to stay. Lots of coffee for you, too. Yeah. Addict. Lots of tea places. Lots of bookstores. Lots of bookstores. And it's just pretty. It is just pretty. Lots of food. Lots of food if you're a real big foodie. It would be really easy for us to have a tiny little A-frame cabin. I'd love to go back. We can get a yurt. Oh, that's one thing that they did have at Cape Lookout that we were like, if we go back, we're going to get a yurt. Yeah, just for fun. Just to, Well, it really, it's a big, I've slept in a yurt before. It's a big circular tent. Yeah, Cape Lookout, highlight of the trip. Yeah, it was such a nice spot that we kept going back and paying for it every morning because we were like, well, maybe we'll move even to just a different campsite because the whole, the whole place was really pretty. But we liked our spot so much, we just stayed where we were. It we was nice. It was relatively it. secluded. You backed Pony into, um, like, the Dusty Pony into the, the, like, the little space, and so we were blocked from everybody else. We were close to the beach. I think we were, like, one sand dune yeah. away, so we weren't right against it where we'd be super cold all night. We were, you know, it was nice. It was perfect. So basically, this is a campsite on the Oregon coast. It's uh, a little bit south west of portland i'd say um and it's literally right on the beach the way that they built it is they built it behind a natural sand bank and then they built a couple more sand banks to maintain that and then there's a small campsite right back there so all of the places that you sleep you can hear the ocean from right there and you can walk right out onto the beach at any time of day yes um, but what was nice is 
they set it up so that it was between the woods on three of the sides and then this huge super tall sand dune on one side so you were also blocked from the wind because the pacific ocean's cold as fuck cold as hell gorgeous cold we slept it would but the air was so nice and so clean very clean we just kept all of our tent windows rolled down so we could see the stars all night 10 out of 10 we'll, a lot of fun we'll do we again a lot of drunk food oh yeah we did we that was the point where we both were like we're gonna get pringles we're gonna get salt and vinegar chips uh we're about to snap they were fat squirrels too yeah super fat they squirrels. were really cute really uniquely colored fat squirrels i like that we there was so much driftwood when we went to walk the beach and honestly we were called back to staying because we found literally like out like two quarts yeah of wood not even burned just stacked up we like we were walking by and we're like you were actually jordan was like holy shit dude do you see all that wood over there and we check around nobody was there nobody was camped they had just left the wood and we picked the it fire up, wasn't hot there weren't any Grabbed it, snatched that shit up. We're 100% wood rats. We're going to show up, but we might also take your wood. Literally wood rats. I'm going to get that tattooed on <laughs> We are. I'm going to design us a mat. We have to get a matching tattoo. Wood rats. Wood rats. Wood rats. Wood rats. And I think that was another... We were like, oh, this space is calling us to camp another night. We were finding any reason to just do what we wanted because we liked it there so much. It was so much fun, and, like, it's, they had, like, cool little coastal towns up there, real beachy themed, if you're into that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sad now, because I'm like, why am I even here? Why did we not just stay, get a job in the town next door, and then figure it out from there? Well, what would be nice is that we didn't really get to explore any of the wilderness, or the woods, or the mountains of Washington. I mean, we kind of did. Of Washington, not of Oregon. Oh. Because uh, no, we spent a lot no. of time, we went all over the place in Oregon. We spent a lot of time in Oregon, but we didn't get to spend as much time in Washington. It's gorgeous up there, too. Um, but before we go to Alaska, we'll get to spend time there, which would be nice yes. to get to know another place and to stay with some people that we know out there who are indigenous so that we can learn the things about their land from them. Uh, which is how I prefer to travel anyways. And just get the general hijinks, because wherever we go... Shenanigans. There's always trouble. Oh. Uh, there's always trouble. I don't like to say there's trouble, per se. There's definitely trouble anywhere that you are. Only? Me? Fine. <laughs> you? No. It's You're wholesome so trouble. <laughs> You're so bad. Bad, she says. I've never seen you pee in so many public places. Fuck Portland. <laughs> <laughs> we thought it, we thought it was a good idea, right? When we were leaving Cape Lookout, we we're like, one more time, let's go to Portland. I don't even know why. We both just we're like, yeah, let's go back, let's go back, let's give it a second try. Not fun. No, did not have a good time. We should have listened to ourselves the first time when we decided that we didn't have that shit to do. What did we even go back there to do? I think that we just wanted we to go to, to Powell's Books. Yeah. Oh, we did. That because is, it's like a famous bookstore, and you wanted to go there, and I wanted to show it to you because I had been there before. Um, but yeah, Powell's Books. We forgot the Botanical Garden. 
Yeah, we did go to the Japanese gardens. Which is... Nice, but it definitely has that, like, typical, supremely oriental feel. Yeah, it's a... Supremely. It's a Japanese garden for white people who like Japanese gardens. Yes. You know, it definitely has that, um... Cultivated for the consumption of people outside of the culture feel to it. Yes. And uh, that's just what it is. But that's that's a but lot. It looks of, pretty. I will not lie. That's the problem, though, with white liberalism, especially in a town like Portland, is they assume that the, because there are cultural things to go see, that people of other cultures are actually welcome and feel safe in their town. So it's a weird. And it was really expensive too. It was really expensive. And so lo- if you're like a college student, definitely remember your your college ID. Exactly. Like, if you're thinking about taking a trip right now or in the next couple months, as you're hearing me say this, take your college ID if you still look like the photo that you took. Luckily. Put it in your wallet. You'll thank me later. Luckily, I don't really age. That's just because you're little. It's true. It's I'm pint-sized. They look at you and they're like, you're like 15. I forgot my college ID. I wasn't thinking about it because I was in a illegal pursuit of making a PDF of a book of legumes for somebody online, and I had left the ID at home along with the book that I had checked out from, like, one of the local libraries, and so I was like, this is so expensive. We killed a lot of time in there, though. We did. It was nice. I mean, it's... You took a lot of, um... Polaroids. Oh, yeah, you took a lot of those photos there. Yeah. And they, I think they turned out pretty well. It's just because they're good to give to people. They're just good to look at. Very aesthetic. And that's the thing, is that well, we didn't really... Because we were so strict on our budgets, we didn't really bring a lot of tangible gifts back for people. We didn't have a lot of space... So the gifts that we bought back were uh, the wooden postcards that are issued yearly by the National Park Service because those are pretty cool collectibles, I'd say. But they're versatile and they're pretty durable, so we can sh- throw them in a pocket in the car and not have to worry about breaking them. Yeah, and um, stickers. And taking Polaroid film photos that immediately print, you can also throw those in something and forget about them and find them later, and they make pretty interesting gifts. So that was one of those things. Yeah, but we honestly, we didn't buy anything new Mm -mm. other than, like, I don't know, like, just, like, general dish soap that we needed for the dishes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every once in a while, we'd realize that we were missing an essential that we hadn't thought about when we packed, and that's when we would stop and get something. But by the time we got to Oregon, that's when we decided... We just didn't care. Well, also, we're so fucking good at this. We just are. We were just winging it. And it was working out perfectly fine. Every time we stopped somewhere or we did something correctly, we'd be like, we're so fucking good at this. And it we're would, so good at this. And it would literally just be that, like, I lit the fire. Yeah. Yeah. In our defense, though, that wood out there is very, very, very sappy. That's it true. It was that sappy pine wood. Light. And by the way, y'all, sappy pine wood burns for a long time. And it burns and it hot. 
and it burns hot in the coals, but it's like a bitch to get going if you want to get it going. Yes. And sometimes it's hard to cook over because the thing, yeah. Not my favorite wood, per se, to burn. That wood that we got there. Hmm. We had a lot of ramen. We did have a lot of ramen. And it's interesting that now we have strong opinions about types of firewood. I do. I definitely do. I just, I didn't think until this trip that that would be some that would be something I'd care about but now now I have distinct opinions on it like mm, this wood very sappy very sticky not good not good and just for those of you listening who are used to us actually having some facts and some coordination to this we just got back from a hiatus I don't know what the fuck to tell you too bad it's been about four months yeah and that was, and, and I think that the reason we have the least amount to report is because that was the chillest part of our trip. Really, we when, really didn't do a whole lot. We were just relaxing. We weren't planning any trips. If you want, we can talk about that trail that we were on. Oh shit! The one that we got lost on the lying yes, trail. The liar. The lying trail. Lying bitch. So we did decide to go ha- uh, hiking because Cape Lookout had a bunch of trails around it. And one of the places that we went, uh, the trail said it was only five miles downhill to the beach. I think it said half a mile. No, it did say half a mile. It was five miles. And it was crossed out, right? So um, we had walked up to it, and there were, like, two portions of the trail. And I think, like, what is it? Like, the, the tallest sycamore? Yeah. I don't know. It's like the oldest one. The oldest sycamore. Yes, it's like the like 144 feet. Mm -hmm. And on the little like advisor and whatnot, it says like 0.5 miles or something like that to the beach, or maybe 0.9. And it was crossed out. It was like scratched out. And you're like, oh, somebody just defaced us. No, they weren't lying. We kept going and going and going and going and going all the way downhill and we're getting closer the forest is getting denser it's getting slicker and we're hearing the sounds of the ocean getting louder and closer but we just never reached the beach yeah and we kept seeing it and i was like no but right there is the water i can see it and then finally because we started at the beginning of the day we woke up kind of early we were running around. We were having a good time. We went to a couple other places. We went we got lunch, and then we went and we did that trail. And then we were going to hike down to this beach. And then about halfway through this trail, one, it was slippy and slidey because it had been raining off it and on all day. very wet. So it was really muddy, and it was very steep. And there was a lot of big animal shit out there, too. <laughs> yeah, Mari's like, there's some type of critter out here. I'm like, yeah, dude, this is where they live, man. No, I was like, dude, this is like big, big shit. This is, these are some big shits. <laughs> Bigger than Caitlin Bennett. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you were waiting. <laughs> I wasn't even waiting. It just popped up and I was like, oh, yeah. But like huge animal shits. And I nearly, I nearly wiped out. Mm-hmm. I nearly wiped out. You were like, yeah, you know, I just like, I just gammed off you. And then finally we're like, we just kind of stopped where it finally leveled out for like a second and we're like you know we've been going straight downhill and we're still not to the beach and then we started getting getting hungry and then we're like wait a second if 
we went, we were going straight downhill. That means we gotta go straight uphill. Oh yeah, that realization chilled me to the core. We're like, we're not having a good time. No. The way down, beautiful, great, awesome, the view. The way back up? Mm. No. Plus, we didn't bring no bug spray, so we were itchy by the time we got up. Absolutely. Itchy, sweaty, and pissed. (laughs) The mosquitoes are a little bit different out there, where they're, like, smaller and way more annoying, but the welts that you get, at least for somebody like me who's, like, pretty allergic, were not as big. No, I agree with you. It's not necessarily as bad. Um, I think that also probably has to do with the environment overall is a lot less polluted than we're used to in Ohio and Kentucky. And I know that that has a lot to do with it as well. Either way, not a good time. No. Beautiful trail, not a good time. We we didn't even talk on the way back to the camp because we were both so hungry and pissed that we had been fooled. So much water, though. Probably the most hydrated that I'd, I'd be until Utah. Yes. And the good thing about Utah is we remember it really well because we liked Moab a lot, and we'll start actually doing way better research for it than we managed when we cobbled together this episode. Uh, so definitely also, stay tuned for that. in our defense, like you said earlier, we really didn't do a lot. And we didn't really go see anything historical like we had been making a point no. to. Uh, we didn't stop. At, like We literally... On any of we stayed and with we stayed with Rainy, we yeah. stayed with Ray and um, Azazel. Mm-hmm. Ray's lovely cat. Mm-hmm. She's big and fat and orange and feisty. Oh, we loved her. Yes, stopped in Portland. Ray was wonderful. It. I will be posting parts of Ray's interview too because she talked to us while we were there. So after this, I'll probably after I release this episode, I'll probably do like a midway episode of that interview. Yeah for people for extra content but uh yeah it was just chill and then just hopped on over to uh cape lookout mm-hmm. and just chilled didn't really like it was honestly just cool in it well the thing is, had is a I, lot of tea we bought a lot of tea we had rushed i think through the first part of driving through the midwest which is fine. We just didn't really know how to pace ourselves. And then by the time we got to Oregon, we kind of figured out our routine a little bit more. We got yeah. like into a rhythm of how quick we could pack the car and set the tent. And so we knew exactly the amount of time we needed to get to wherever we were going to our next spot. We figured out when we liked to drive and when we didn't like to drive. So when we need to leave by and versus when we need to stop so that we could sleep. And we were ahead of schedule. Yeah, we were very much ahead, we were of, schedule. ahead of schedule. And then when we decided that we were going to just completely cut out California, we were like, whatever, dude. Well, then we had a full week of time. Yeah. So we just. And we had more money. And we had, we more, had money. more money to do more stuff. Well, it also meant that we got to really enjoy camping and bouncing around the Southwest, uh, mm-hmm. which was nice because I. Uh, one of the things we'll probably talk about when we talk about what it was like in Arizona was we got to visit my uncle and yeah it was nice well it's really nice it was it was a lot of fun Midwest hard to get through yeah it's so big it's so long the plains were a lot of fun yeah Pacific Northwest was real chill we never should have left 
What did you say? I said we never should have left. No. I regret it. My don't, biggest regret in life. Don't even give me the chance. Back. Don't even give me the chance to stay. Because I will. And, like, we had wanted to go to Alaska, too. But we were like, oh, we'd have to, you know, get our passports and we'd have to go. Actually, you don't. You can Canada. take a ferry out of Seattle. What did you say? You can take a ferry out of Seattle. You see, but we didn't know that at the time. That's true. The other thing we was. We did not know at the time. And then we. Um, I didn't have any friends we besides. Them? We met them in New Mexico. Yeah. She was working at a, like a Cotopaxi shop or a shop that was selling Cotopaxi stuff. And then she was like, oh, I'm from Alaska. I'm like, damn, we were really sad we didn't get to go. And she was like, we, I took a ferry. And we we're like, what? And we can bring the car and everything. That's our plan for our next big trip, by the way. Alaska. We should get our passports, though, because British Columbia is beautiful, and I think that we would both like to see it. Yeah. We'll just have to discuss that, though, and I'll have to figure out how time off at my job will work and all that good stuff. Well, I was thinking um, that one of the things that we could do is I could drive out and stay with Mm -hmm. friends in Washington or in Oregon, and then you could fly into Seattle or Portland. Preferably Seattle, because it would be Portland cl- sucks ass. Portland sucks ass, and Seattle's going to be closer to wherever I'm crashing, probably. Um, so then I can pick you up, and we can hang out in Washington, and then take you know the ferry what? up. I think I was expecting Portland to kind of be like city with gravity falls mixed in. Yeah. Unfortunately, life is not a cartoon. Unfortunately, life is not Gravity Falls. It's really regrettable, because Gravity Falls is a very good kid's show. Huh. That's the thought that just popped up. I was like, Gravity Falls. It was not that. Nope. Definitely wasn't. It sucked. They had compost. That was it. That was the best thing. It's they true. also had a Muji. Muji was pretty cool. Yeah, but it's a store. And to get there, we had to go through the worst fucking traffic and the most awful parking system. It was fun. It was. And shout out to Ray for pointing us to Cape Lookout 2. Yeah, because uh, she went through when we were trying to figure out what sites we should go to because she's way more familiar with the area than us. By the way, it was super cool to see my friend Ray. If So what had happened was... When I was 18, I moved out to Cheyenne River, the reservation in South Dakota, to do uh, some work at the Cheyenne River Youth Project. I worked, uh, well, when you're a volunteer, you do a little bit of everything, but I also did a lot of help with with their two-acre urban farm. And because my family's really into food justice stuff, I was raised by a farmer. We're farmers all the way back, peasants and proud or whatever. But uh, I went out there to do an extended internship for about three and a half months. And one of the people who came through with a volunteer group was Ray. And so we've kind of kept loose contact for all this time. And by the way, I turned 26 over this trip. So she's somebody that we both met each other when we were 18 and 19. Totally different people. And then she was really cool, which is having somebody who's basically a complete stranger that she like has a loose acquaintance with via Instagram come crash at her house, which was super fly. Loves to hike. 
um, picked up mountain biking, had a bit of an arm injury when we were out there, so we couldn't really go out and do any hiking together. Ray also does, like, pole dancing and roller derby. She's too cool for the rest of us. No, she's not. <laughs> I think she so. has a cool cat, though. The cat was cool, too cool for me. Azazel loved Azazel. Ten out of ten would pet again. Really, Rambler is more about Amari reviewing all of my friend's cats as we travel across the country. It was just nice, just being around so many different cats in so many different parts of the U.S. that were just so fat and so sweet and so playful. 10 out of 10, great time. Yeah. The Pacific Northwest was, it's, we keep just being like, it was great. It was the best. It was thing great. Ever it was great. That's we don't right. have That's really. All I say. We'll we'll talk about some real shenanigans and and adventures once we get to Utah because that place was wild. Utah was some bullshit. <laughs> Utah was so beautiful though, and that camp spot we got, mm, gorgeous. Utah was very pretty. Utah was also a huge pain. Did we? I feel like we briefly talked about Utah before. Um, I don't know. I have to go back and listen to some stuff. Yeah, no, I actually can't wait to tell people about all the things we did there. The next episode is, this is a chill one. The next one is not going to be so chill because we stirred up quite a ruckus for ourselves, mostly. Whereas the other episodes have been like a gene fit, this one has definitely been a leggings episode. Oh yeah, this is, I'm surprised I even put on a shirt. Didn't have to. I know I didn't have to, but I figured it would just be. I mean, we did live in a tent together, so you know a little bit more about me than you need to. But you've got a flannel on. I've got a primary colored hoodie on. I've been really into color blocking lately. I've been wearing a lot of colors. You'd be proud of me. Most of my clothes have been black up until the past month, where I've introduced a lot of really bright yellows, blues, and greens and reds. No, dude, look at them. Okay, those are a gorgeous pair of shoes. Dude, look at the shoelaces. Damn. Sick as fuck, bro. And yellow on the side. Hell yeah. Anyways. I'm done. (laughs) Listen to our friend's music. Enjoy it. Listen to it. It's a bomb. We'll be back at you in about two weeks with our next episode on the shenanigans in fucking Utah, man. Hell yeah. Anyways, bye!